Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Whether you celebrate any holidays this time of year or not, it's hard to escape the holiday season. Folks are talking about traditions, family gatherings, and in those conversations, the loved ones we've lost inevitably come up. Yeah, grief. When you first hear the word, the natural thought is of death and dying. And a lot of us are grieving people's deaths, but we've also lost other things, relationships, homes, jobs. My mom's dog just passed away. Miss you, Pepper. Whether we like it or not, grief, like loss and death, is a part of life. So we're returning to a conversation that feels like it'll never really get old. This time last year, I asked one of my close friends to come and talk about how to deal with what you're grieving. Julie Weatherhead is a grief counselor and co-founder of Got Grief House, an organization that works to engage and normalize grief. Julie, thank you for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. What are you noticing about how people's experience of grief is evolving in the last few years or with your clients and with people around you? Hmm. Yeah, it's been so interesting. And I guess I don't want to say good to see, right? Because Mm -hmm. we hate that we see more grief publicly, right? Over the last two or three years, grief has become a more shared experience. Mm -hmm. And it's been in the media more a large part of because of COVID. And it it has triggered, I think, some grief that also people have experienced from earlier in their life that they realized was a little bit unaddressed, right? Mm. When we get pounded and pounded and pounded by um, learning about all these other people grieving and dying around us, sometimes it can trigger past experiences we've had that have either had space and time to exist or maybe they haven't. For me, somebody who's been dealing with grief for a very long time and feeling very isolated in this experience, I feel grateful, as you said, you know, this is a part of life. And the more that we understand and learn about it through others or through our own personal experiences, the better we can support each other through it and accept that part of life. Yeah. um, Speaking of accepting that, that part of life, I mean, a lot of people, they, they're they not even, you know, they don't feel like they're even at the point of acceptance, right? It is the loss or the grief has rocked their world so much mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes we feel like we've lost track of what we know is good for us. Can you talk about how we focus on getting to that point where we're taking care of ourselves when we're grieving? Yeah, um, there's a, a saying that grief is love with nowhere to go, right? Which To me, I don't love that saying in the sense that, you know, there is still love there and it is still flowing. It just might not look as pretty as it did before, right? It might come out in tears. It might come out in anger, um, in bitterness. But the hope is, is that through time, we can understand that we're allowed to have those certain feelings and we're allowed to make space. We need to make space for those feelings to process them, to hold them. And then we need to learn about our own grief and our own self of how do I transition to the other feelings and the other emotions and the other experiences 
that exist for me in this world and also understand how do we feel the feelings and also find the people who we can lean into a little bit. So speaking of other people, um, you know, you have those relationships, you have people that maybe are trying to support you through your grief. And then there are those people that you you try to connect with or try to connect with you who feel a little bit awkward still talking about grief with their loved ones. They want to be there for you, but maybe their grief, your grief triggers them or they just don't know how to have that type of grief conversation. Um, What would you offer to folks struggling with that? So the thing I would challenge and and suggest people to think about is, well, what are your strengths as a friend, right? How are you in relationship with this person? Are you funny? (laughs) Like, can you help this person experience these other emotions that Mm. are going to be a little bit hard to come by? Um, Are you really thoughtful? Are you, do you like to send flowers? for no reason at all, right? They can be flowers in memory of the person that they lost, or they could just be thinking of you. I love you, right? If you know how they're feeling, which that's another point to address as well, is sometimes we might assume, um, say we don't know the person extremely well, but we do care about them. And maybe we would assume that they're you know, heartbreak and broken, or they might need things that they don't actually need. So another suggestion I would have is to ask. Hmm. And say, hey, you know, I I heard and that you lost, you know, your so-and-so, your person. How are you doing? Letting it go from there. How are you doing with that today? Just you focusing on that in. open-ended question and just yeah. letting them, yeah. And remembering that you're not saving anybody from anything. You're just supporting them through it. That's really helpful, Julie. It takes the pressure off because I think a lot of people, um, especially like for me, there was a time when I had never experienced grief before. And so I'm like, I don't know how to <laughs> engage with this. Um, and and for me, I will, a lot of it was thinking like, if I'm talking to this person about grief, that means I have to try to make them feel better. And I don't know how to do that. So how do I even enter that? And I think, you know, you saying that it's not that serious that you have to actually make them feel a way. Really, you just need to lean into what, what you already know about your friendship with them or your relationship with them, however that exists. Yeah. Um, I think also when we're so wrapped up in our grief, it can sometimes feel hard to think about how other people are experiencing things and the fact that those people can can be all around you, but sometimes they're your own children. <laughs> um, I yeah. know that you work with young people and I really want to bring um, children into this conversation because I don't think that we... I'll speak for myself. I don't think about um, the young people and, and how they're grieving as much as I think, you know, it would serve them to. What has your experience been with this? Oh, man. Huge. It's been a huge experience, a life experience. <laughs> my personal experience with this, my brother died very suddenly when I was 13 years old in the house with me and my mom. He had a brain tumor nobody knew about. It happened right before Christmas. So the death anniversary, which is... It's been 25 years, which is insane to think about time like that. But it's been 25 years since he died. And man was experiencing grief and trauma because they can be one and the same, but they're also separate. You know, I got to see my my mom and my dad grieve so hard. And the last thing you want to do is add on top of that. That's how I felt, right? 
And from my experience, I know that's how a lot of young people feel, right? And then there's assumptions that young people are resilient and, oh yeah, they're back to school. No big deal. (laughs) Yep. They're going back to their activities. Everything's fine. Children deserve space to grieve. And it's so difficult because again, when we open up those channels of emotion that can come with grief that are so overwhelming, Mm-hmm. It's hard to know how to be with it. Um, you know, oftentimes when we lose something or someone, there's kind of two ways that I hear people talk about it. It's either um, sad language and then there's mm-hmm. this more positive kind of celebration of life approach. Or recently I was talking to a homie and he said he went to a divorce party. Right. So this is like the loss of a relationship. Um, and this person is is celebrating, you know, this this loss. Um, I think we often think of grief as being so sad, but is it is that really true? Does it have to be sad? So, yeah, I, I love that you bring that up. Right. There's the celebration of life. My mom's mantra right after my brother died was we were so lucky to have him as long as we did. Right. Wow. She just kept saying that over and over yeah. again. And that can be something that can be helpful to get us through. And then, yeah, there is the extreme sorrow and there's the both and. We can have the both and we can have the celebratory, the joyful, um, strong moments. And sometimes that's the danger, too, is when we see somebody being, quote unquote, strong. Mm. Oh, you're so strong. You're so strong. Right. Sometimes we'll forget to, as they say, check in on your strong friends <laughs> um, to understand mm. that there may be some things that they're feeling a certain type of way about. You know, so I think leaving room for the both and and also understanding yeah, everybody grieves differently. Yeah. Um, on people, again, it's not about talking. It's about creating. It's about um, releasing the energy that you have, period, from all of these emotions that have swelled up in your chest, in your body. Julie Weatherhead is a grief counselor and co-founder of Got Grief House. Julie, thank you as always for sharing your heart and sharing your energy. Thanks for the opportunity. This is, it really brings joy to my heart. So thank you so much to everybody listening and go tell somebody you love them today just for the heck of it. (laughs) I love you, Julie. I love you too. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. I produced this episode and Brendan Banizak is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.